Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wiley, Texas. Let's go on in and see what J.R. Franklin has to teach us today. Let's start verse 1, chapter 10. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea. All were baptized in Moses in the clouds and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drink of the spiritual rock that flowed that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Amen. Ooh, that's a big that's a big scripture right there in it. Amen. All of us are under that cloud. All of us are part of this world. We all went through the same spiritual milk. We all went through the same spiritual cloud. We've all had troubles and trials, haven't we? Amen. We've all suffered in some way or another. It's not new to you. It's not new to me. It's not new to the world. It's a part of being on this world that we go through it. But as we go through it, God provides us with spiritual food. He also fills us with spiritual drink. And what's really cool about it is who is the spiritual food and the spiritual drink that we crave? Jesus. It's Jesus. Christ has been there when we're hungry, when we're thirsty, when we're down, when we're broken, when Amen. we think everything's falling apart around us. We have one thing that is always steady, and that's Christ. Christ never falls away from us. He never walks away from us. Even when we drag him into our deepest, darkest pits. And yes, we do go in those pits sometimes, don't we? <laughs> we drag him right along with us and he's standing right there beside us. He never leaves us to defend ourselves. And, you know, everybody thinks differently and everybody thinks about life in a different aspect. But what is your darkness? What is your Achilles heel? What is your drawback to life? What brings you to a point where you're almost ready to give up? Each one of us has something different, don't we? But can I tell you something this morning? We all share one thing in common. And if that is if we're washing the blood of Jesus, we have that Holy Spirit that sits right on our shoulder and takes us through everything we do. Amen. And I say He sits on our shoulder. He really doesn't sit on our shoulder. Y'all know where He's at? He's inside of you. He's in your heart. He's in your spirit. And if He's in your spirit, what else you got to worry about? I mean, the Bible tells us don't worry about anything. It even tells us don't even lean on our own understanding. Trust God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Do I have to understand everything about God? Do I have to know everything about Him? What about Christ? Do I have to know everything about Christ? All I have to know is that He's the Son of God. And He died on the cross to forgive my sins. But do I need more than that? 
do I need more than just knowing who he is and knowing he's there for me and having his hand around me and his arms wrapped around me in my darkness? I need a whole lot more than that. I need to understand what God's purpose for me, my relationship with Christ, and I also need to understand how to follow the Holy Spirit. But how do I get that knowledge? Where do I get it from? I get it from His Word. I get it from living the life that I'm supposed to live. What I'm supposed to do is every day of my life get up and thank God for what I have. Amen. I need to thank God first off that I even woke up. That's right. And some of our cases that we need to thank Him a lot for that. Yes, sir. So we have a lot to be thankful for, and we have a lot of things going on. And you know, the first verse of this says, "All the fathers were under the same cloud." Dads. How many times have you been in a storm raising your kids? How many times have you just wanted to take them out to the barn somewhere and drop them off? How do you think God feels about us sometimes? God is our Father, isn't He? Amen. Do you think that He's totally pleased with the way we live our lives? Nope. There's times when He's sitting there going, Oh, Jesus, why did we even bother? Oh, wait a minute, I'm probably the only one in the room that has that problem. Huh? <laughs> I'm the only one that's ever had that happen in my life. Okay. You want to make sure you get Sammy? <laughs> yeah, Sammy said her dad never feels that way. Yeah, well. <sighs> now these things become our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as we also lusted. That's a pretty important verse too, isn't it? We gotta stop lusting after the earth. We gotta stop lusting after money, jobs, anything else that you can put out there. Use your you use your world. Use your life. What do you put out there that you think is the most important thing in your life? We gotta quit doing these evil things. We gotta quit thinking about corruption. The last thing we need in our life is more hatred. When you look around this country today, there's enough hatred out there for everybody. Amen. Amen. You know, we don't need to spread any more of it. That's right. We don't need to be sitting there bad mouthing people and judging people and doing all the things that we do as human beings. Stop it. That famous verse I used all during the corona thing. Turn from your evil wicked ways and pray and I will hear you and I will heal your land. He's not talking about the physical land only, is he? That's right. He's talking about your spiritual land too. He's talking about how you feel about people, how you feel about certain things, how you live your life. How do we live our lives, guys? What do we do on a daily basis that could change or could be better if we understood turn from your evil ways and your wickedness? And this book, this chapter here threw another word into it. 
our lust. And lust is lust is always considered into the sexual side of it a lot of times. But I can lust after money. That's right. I can lust after food. Come on. I can lust after a new house, a new car, better clothes. All those things that I lust after. Stop it. Stop wanting more than what God's already given you. I mean, come on. What is God not giving you that you don't need? He's giving you everything. God gave the greatest Father's Day, Mother's Day, Christmas present, birthday present. Any other thing that you can think of you need a present for. He gave the greatest gift of all. He gave something that most of us, well, I can almost guarantee you not a man in this room would do what he did. Come on. Yeah. Not one of us in here, no matter how bad the kids act or how mean they get or anything else, we give our kids to save the world. We wouldn't do it. It's not in us. But God did it. He gave His Son that was perfect. Put Him in an imperfect place. Let Him live the best He could and be tempted the same way we are. He lived for 33 years without a blemish. Oh yeah, I know. There's a couple of times in the Bible that talk about he threw a fit in the temple and stuff like that. But when you compare it to us, <laughs> that ain't nothing. I've seen some of y'all in Walmart throw a fit over a two dollar loaf of bread. <laughs> I've seen y'all throw fits because gas prices go up. <laughs> I, it's every one of us. <laughs> we all we all do it. We we're never happy. So come on. <laughs> And I include your pastor because I get I get mad and I get I had to give two dollars and eighty cents for gas last night. I was mad. I used to get gas for free. That's back when I wasn't the very nice guy. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think that was allowed even. <laughs> it wasn't really allowed, but you know. Now these things come as examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things. And also, they also lusted. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Hmm. I wonder what they were playing. Don't want to know. Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Guys, you know how big 23,000 is? Yes. That's a lot of folks. 23,000 fell because of their idolatry, sexual immorality, and bad living. Tells me there's that many people died and went to hell that day. Come on. Because they weren't living right for God. And when he said fail, he didn't mean to just trip over to the tractor and fall. <coughs> now let us commit. Okay. Now let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain. Uh oh. Pay attention. Y'all ready? 
nor complained that some of them also complained and were destroyed for the disaster. Complaining, constant complaining is not godly. Come on. Constantly complaining about the government, constantly complaining about anything is not of God. Let me hear, let me hear that one more time. Complaining about everything in your life is not from God. That's right. Where does the complaints come from? You. Somebody said it. Who said it? Buddy said it. It comes from you. You're the one that's unhappy with your circumstances. You're the one that's not being blessed the way you think you should be. You're the one that wants more than what God's willing to give you at that point. Ooh. I'm talking about something hard here, ain't it? Complaining is of the devil. It's of the world. It's lusting after something you don't have. It's craving something you don't have. It's coveting something you don't need. Because if you needed it, you'd already have it, right? Now all these things happen to them as examples. And they were written for our administration upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Guys, I don't know if we're getting to the times or not. I can't tell you if I can't tell you if Christ is coming tomorrow, today, next week, next year, a hundred years from now. I don't know when Christ is coming. You don't know a secret? Christ don't even know when he's coming. God knows when it's going to happen. And I'm not really 100 percent convinced that God knows exactly when it's going to happen. He's going to wake up one morning. Stretch out and say, ah, today's the day, go get them. I don't know if that's how it's going to happen or not. Okay? I, and I don't know when you're going to, and this is the important part. See, I don't know when you're going to go to Him. You may die tomorrow. I'm going to cry, I'm going to miss you, but you may die tomorrow. But y'all will be tickled to death, especially if you're living for God. If you're washed in the blood of Jesus, you're going to be the happiest person outside of this earth. Because you won't be here anymore. You won't be hurting no more. You won't be sick no more. You won't be broke no more. Amen. And you're either going to be rejoicing with God or screaming with the devil. And that's your choice to make. You can either scream with the devil or you can rejoice with God. It's up to you. Therefore let him I'm in verse twelve we're having trouble keeping up. Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. Oh my goodness. How many of y'all think you got it all worked out and you got it under control? Come on. Somebody in here's gotta think that, right? Somebody's gotta think, I got it, I'm all that, and I'm I'm a bag of chips and I don't need nobody telling me what to do. Right? I feel sorry for you. Because I ain't got it. God's got it, but I don't. And I got news for you. When I get it, y'all ain't going to see it. Unless you're in heaven when I get there. That's when I'm gonna get. That's when I'm gonna be all that in a bag of chips. 
is when I'm standing in the gates of heaven with God. Till then, I got a body, I got a soul, I got flesh, I got y'all, I got the world out there. I got all this stuff that just keeps hammering on me and hammering on me. And I, I get tired, I get broke down. Sometimes I don't want to do what I want to do. Sometimes I don't want to do what y'all want me to do. I'm going to tell you something. God is always there. God has never failed. He will not fail you today. He can't fail you. Because one thing I learned about God from reading this Word of God, this Word, this book that He gave us, once God says something, it's done. And He can't take it back. That's right. Even if He wants to take it back, He can't. That's why Christ had down the cross. Because God said, if you eat of that tree, you're surely dead. You'll be separated from me for eternity. Whew. When God says something like that, it's not like Mama saying, if you don't put that down, I'm going to get that flash water. <laughs> After the fifth time she said it, she may go get the flash water, right? Some of that, that way, come on. My mother would tell us, if you kids don't straighten up, I'm going to beat you half to death. After the tenth time she said it, she called Daddy. <laughs> we knew we had at least nine times before we were going to have to really stop. God don't play that game. When God says it, it's that way. Amen. And you better do what He tells you to do. Amen. And what He's telling us to do is what? What's He telling us to do? Straighten up and fly right. Accept him, accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, and live for God. Be obedient to the Word of God. How many of y'all can honestly say that you're one hundred percent every day of your life obedient to the Word of God? Ain't y'all glad Jesus died on the cross? Amen. Because I am. I'm telling you right now. If I had to face God on my own merits. I wouldn't go. I just, I just go ahead and say, okay, God, I'll see you. Well, no, no, I won't see you, but see, through Christ, I know that I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven. So we're going to get ready, guys. Therefore, I read that one. No temptation is overtaking you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it and I've heard that said all my life God won't, God won't put you through something he can't get you through and that's true God will not put so much on you that you can't do it but God will put so much on you that you give up and don't cry. But see, I also read another verse in the Bible that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not about me, boo-boo. It's about Him. And when God put temptations in our lives, what are those temptations for? Is it to belittle us? Is it to make us miserable? Is it to hurt us? Is it to make us feel inferior? 
No. Those temptations are put there for us to learn and to trust Him. Now, can I trust God with everything? Oh, yes. Yes. yes, I can. Can I trust... And Tim, don't take this minute. Can I, take, can I trust Him that much? No. No. <laughs> can I trust Mark that much? No. no. How about Milford? No. How about Charlie or anybody? No. I can't trust human beings as much as I need to trust God. Because one thing I've learned over 62 years of living, flesh and blood, man and woman, and even children, will let you down. They will turn on you. You don't think they'll turn on you until a kid they can't have something. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I said kid. I meant man. Tell a man he can't do something. Tell a woman she can't have something. And if you do, you better be behind the closet door with it locked. But God doesn't play that game. God will give us our needs. Right? He will meet every need we have. Okay, y'all ready for something new and cool? That you may never heard anybody say before? He will give us everything we need. But He will also, if we're living the the uh, obedient life that we're supposed to and we put God where he's supposed to be in our lives and we trust him the way we're supposed to can he also give you the desires of your heart he will give us what we want but it comes from not what he does in this situation it's what we do when we become obedient to God and we start living for God the way we're supposed to God opens blessings that we can't even count. If you had to catch every blessing that God has for you in your arms, you'd drop three quarters of them. Because you can't hold them all. But it comes from being obedient to the Word of God. It comes from following Christ the way we're supposed to. It comes from being around the Holy Spirit. It comes from going to church. It goes from comes from reading the Bible. It comes from a prayer life with God. It comes from all the things that he tells us in this book that we're supposed to do. Love one another as we love ourselves. Put God first in all things. All that stuff has to be done in order for us to receive the blessings that he's capable of giving us. Now, do we deserve them? No. Do we earn them? No. No. They're gifts. He's one of the coolest people I know. You give him a gift, he gives it back to you. You give him time, he gives you time. You give him love and peace, he gives you love and peace. It's kind of like, I don't know anybody like that, okay? I don't know anybody on this earth like that. But God is. Move on. Long ways to go, we had a short time to get there. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. What does the word idolatry mean? Anything you put before God. Anything that you put in your life that's more important to you than God. Can a motorcycle be an idol? How about a hot rod? 
How about a big bank account? Yeah. How about a job? Yeah. How about friends and family? Yeah. How about your kids? Yeah. Your spouse. Your spouse? Yeah. Anything you put before God can be an idol. What's it say here? Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. Now, he didn't say flee from the idol. Don't get me wrong. He didn't tell me I gotta go sell my motorcycle. He didn't tell me I can't have friends. He didn't tell me that. He said, flee from idolatry. Right. And idolatry is different than idol. Yes. Idolatry is me worshiping that. Me putting that before God. Me putting that before anything else. That's idolatry. He says, flee from that. There's only one thing I need to put before anything else in this world. Put God first. You put God first in everything you do, your life is going to be so much better. Amen. Now, that means you ain't going to have troubles. That means you ain't going to have a low bank account. That means your car might not break down. That mean that you're going to keep on steaks and rabbis for dinner every night? No, but your life is going to be better. Because God makes life better. God makes your life better. And maybe it's the, the situation or the circumstances may look dark. But when you look at it through Jesus' eyes, they're so temporary it doesn't matter. Am I making any sense to you guys this morning? I mean, is this word getting not only in here, but maybe in here a little bit? That it's time that we wake up and realize that God's power and God's words are not just surface things. It's not just about us. It's not just about our ability to read or study or know English or anything else. You don't even have to speak English to understand this because the Holy Spirit's going to get inside of you. He's going to deliver a message to you. If you will open your ears and let the Word of God come in and open your heart and receive what God has for you, your life is going to get better. You won't have that hurt and that pain and that suffering that you face by yourself. Because you will never be alone again. Now, and it got, that's got price to pay, isn't it? Because you can't do the same things you've always done. You can't live the same way you've always lived because there's a little voice inside of you now that said you're going, quit being stupid. <laughs> quit doing that. It's kind of like the doctor. When you go to the doctor and say, hey, doc, when I do this, it hurts. Doc says, don't do that. If you don't do this, it ain't going to hurt, is it? Same thing with our spiritual walk. Stop doing things that are against God and you won't be in pain. Stop doing the stupid stuff that we do and get rid of your stinking thinking. Mm. <coughs> I ain't used that word in a long time, have I? Get rid of your stinking thinking. Stop thinking about stuff that don't matter. Stop worrying about whether your bank account's got a million dollars in it or not. Be happy that you got a hundred in there to pay your bills with. Come on, Do you understand what I'm saying here, guys? It's not about what you got. It's not about how much money you have. It's not about how big a fancy car you drive. It's not even about the motorcycle you ride. It's not about any of that. 
Life is about a relationship with Christ Jesus. Amen. And without that, what are you living for anyway? Right. Right. Now, I'm going to do something at my funeral that's going to fascinate everybody. I've heard this all my life. There's never a U-Haul in an armored car at a funeral. At my funeral, I'm going to have a U-Haul there in an armored car just to go down the road with us. Because <laughs> I don't want anybody else out there to say that again. But I promise you this. The U-Haul will be empty. Right. And the armored car will be trying to chase me down to get the money I owe. <laughs> I figure I won't be owing money after I'm long in the grave. I speak as to what... Oh, I don't want to read this to y'all. Verse 15. I speak as to wise men. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing which is blessed is not the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break is not communion with the body of Christ. For we, for we through many are one bread and one body. For we all partake of that one bread. That's kind of kind of deep, ain't it? We do communion here all the time, don't we? But can I tell you that that body is not just Christ's body? Because once I accepted Christ, He became part of me. Amen. So I got to break my own body sometimes, don't I? I got to give up some stuff sometimes, don't I? I got to quit living the way I used to live. I got to change some stuff. And that that cup of little cup of grape juice that we call blood—whose blood is that? It's part of our blood too, isn't it? We got we got to do some stuff. We got to do some changing. Changing is hard, ain't it? Because some of us are old when we got saved. Some of us were pretty old and we were pretty set in our ways. You don't have to agree so strongly, Miss Lauren. <laughs> it is true, but you don't have to agree so strongly. We have got to figure this out, guys. Mm. The only way I know to figure it out is start reading the Word of God and studying the Word of God more. Amen. Find out what God's got for us. And then I heard a, I heard a thing the other day. You can read this whole book cover to cover. You can be saved by the blood of Jesus and still read this book cover to cover. You can learn every scripture, every verse, every place it is. Somebody says, where's that at? You can give it out. You can have it all inside of you. You can have it in here. All there's some people that can read something and remember the rest of their lives. There's some of us can read something and forget it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. There's some of us can read it today and forget about it by this afternoon. That's right. yep. But once we write it in our hearts, it don't ever go away. Amen. And most of us in here probably can't quote scripture verse on everything, mm -hmm. right? But I know what God says. And when I get in a situation where I got to use some of God's words, that Holy Spirit just poof, right out of my mouth. Amen. You know why He puts it out of my mouth like that? Because it's, it's written in my heart. Do I expect you to memorize every verse of the Bible? No. 
Matter of fact, I can't even tell you to do that. But I can tell you this. Study the Word of God. Amen. Find out what God has to say. Oh, J.R., why I got to read something I won't remember? Because you will remember when you need it. When it applies to your life, oh, I remember that. There it is. I used to always want to think I wanted to be like Morgan, Morgan Freeman in that movie, uh, The Book of Eli. At the end of the book, when he's laying on the table. Huh? Was it Denzel Washington? I bet you Denzel. I don't know what. I don't know who the actor was. There's a guy laying on the table, and he had this white robe on. And there's about ten other guys right in there, just writing down stuff. And he started out in the beginning. He knew the book from front to back. I'd like to be that way. But you know what I'd really like to see? I'd like to see us live in the parts we do. I'd like to see us live in the way God told us to live. Where was that? Observe Israel after the flesh. Are not those who ate and sacrifices partakers of the altar? What am I saying then? That an idol is anything or what is offered to idols is anything? Rather that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. Idols are what? Demons. Can money be a demon? Yep. yep. For sure. Can a big house be a demon? Yep. So why do we want to say why do we want to give to those things? We need to be given to God. We need to be giving ourselves to God, not all that. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of the demons. You cannot partake in the Lord's table and of the table of the demons. You can't walk both sides of the fence, can you? Amen. Okay, get off that fence. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. We can do whatever we want to, can't we? But is it lawful? Can we do everything we want to and edify God? No, we can't. Let no one speak his own, but each one the other's well-being. Hmm. Eat whatever is sold in the mark in the meat market, asking no questions of consequences of sake. <laughs> We just studied this, and I don't know why God gave me this this morning, but we just studied this in Bible study. We're doing Corinthians right now. There's a lot of things that we can put into that right there, King. There's a lot of things we can put in our lives that fit that scripture right there. Stop putting stuff in your life that has no godly basis. Stop living for things that don't have anything to do with your eternity. Stop putting stuff that you can't take with you ahead of God. And stop putting yourself 
Quit putting yourself first. Because I have a t-shirt that kind of sums it up. I didn't wear it. I started today, but I didn't wear it because it wasn't appropriate for today. Suck it up, Buttercup. It ain't all about you. It's not about us. It's about God, isn't it? Our relationship with God is what's important. Where do you sit today? Do you sit on the fence with one foot in hell and one foot in heaven? Trying to do the best you can? Or do you sit on the other side of the fence looking over into heaven wishing you had it? Wishing I'd cross over but I'm scared. That fence is tall. It's got, it's got prickly wire on it. And it's, it's, it's hard to get over. If you're on the wrong side of the fence, let me invite you to the, come to the gate. Because there's a gate in that fence. Oh, yeah. And the gatekeeper's name is Jesus. Yeah. And all you got to do is come to Him and say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I'm tired of living the way I've been living. And I want you to come into my life and save me from hell. I want you to forgive me of all my sins. Not some of them. All of them. I want you to come and be a part of my life. What part does he need to be? All of it. You need to give yourself to him completely. These kind of prayers like this are, and each person in this room probably prayed a different prayer when they asked God into their lives. Because my prayer is not your prayer. Your prayer is your personal prayer to God. What you ask Christ to do for you and you accept him as Lord and Savior, between you and him. And you need to release all of your stuff to Him. And however you want to say it, it's up to you. My thing is this. Don't just say it. Live it. It's just saying it ain't enough. Well, I'm going to get in trouble with that statement. That's okay. I'll get in trouble because I can back it up. Because the Bible says if you ain't obedient to the Word of God, He'll bless you from the book of life. So you gotta get you gotta get your knowledge right, guys. You gotta get your head right. But most of all, y'all ready? You gotta get your heart right. Amen. It's not head knowledge that gets you to heaven. It's not physical knowledge that gets you into heaven. It's spiritual knowledge. And I don't say you gotta go around jumping up and down, screaming and hollering and throwing tambourines all over the place and all that to serve God. I don't believe that. I believe you can serve God and be level-headed too. I believe you can go and do what the Word of God says without making a mockery out of it. I believe you can stand for God on the principles of truth and understanding. So, everybody's different. Everybody's got their own level. I got nothing against people to do that. The one thing about it, those people are definitely going to let you know they believe in Jesus. Amen. They're going to definitely let you know it, or you're going to think you're completely crazy. But guys, it doesn't matter about what you've done. It doesn't matter about who you were, or who you are for that matter. What matters is, you know the man. 
that came to this earth, born of a virgin, gave his life for 33 years to teach us and to show us that we can't do it. And he got on the cross and died and bled blood, bled blood for us that our sins could be washed away simply by saying, I believe in you. I trust you. And I want to be with you in heaven today. Guys, you may not be the thief on the cross, but I promise you this. The minute you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to come into your life, he's going to look at you and say, you will be with me today in paradise. That quick, that simple. Now you may not die that day, maybe 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the road. And if you do what God called you to do and be what God called you to be, you're going to bust the gates of heaven and wide open. But the flip side of that coin, you know, there's always two sides to every coin, right? There's the head side and then there's the tail side. Well, the tail side of this coin is don't accept Jesus, don't do what the Bible tells you. Don't change anything in your life. Just keep on going the way you are. And I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You're going to go to hell. Plain and simple. Now I know preachers aren't supposed to tell people they're going to go to hell. Well, get over it. Because this day and time, there's more preachers out there telling you not to go to hell than there are telling you to go. I want. I don't want none of you to go to hell. I don't want anybody in the sound of my voice to die and go to hell. I want everyone that hears these words to get saved. Is it possible? Yes. If you will open your ears and hear the words of the Holy Spirit speaking. I know it's the Holy Spirit speaking. You'll know. If you got a voice inside of you that says, you need to pay attention. You need to listen to what that man's telling you right now. You need to follow what he's saying. Can I introduce you to the Holy Spirit? Because that's Him. Because I promise you this, the devil sitting on the other side of me saying, God, I wish you heard shut up. I'm hungry. I want to go get something to eat. It's a beautiful day outside. I want to go get on my motorcycle and ride. Shut up, JR. Shut this thing down where we can get out of here. And shut up, JR, because you're hurting my feelings. You're, you're making me feel uncomfortable with what you're talking about. You know who that is? No, it ain't God telling you that. That's the devil telling you, don't listen to that man. He's leading you down the wrong path. <laughs> you don't want to go that way. You're going to have to give up drinking, smoking, chasing women, doing sexual immoralities. You're going to have to give up all this fun stuff that you've been doing to follow Jesus. Oh, don't think for a minute you ain't got to give it up. Because God will take away from you what He don't want you to have. <laughs> He'll take away food from you even. If you're a lust and over food. He'll take away drinking from you. He'll take away addictions from you. He'll take away everything that doesn't go with God's Word. He will remove it from your life. But you got to allow Him to. Oh, I just said something big, didn't I? You see, you can hang on to whatever you want to. 
don't mean God even quit trying to take it away from you. And a lot of times when we're going through stuff and we're thinking, God, this is just too hard. Maybe you need to let go of some of that stuff. That's a cool concept, isn't it? Maybe I ought to start doing what this book tells me to do instead of just reading it. That may be the problem. It, it ain't God's power to do it. It's not the devil trying to make you do it. It's you being bullheaded. You being stubborn. And you trying to hang on to things you don't need anyway. I'm going to tell you something. And this is where I'm going to close. I used to do some really good stuff. It would make me feel so wonderful. I actually thought I could fly at times. <laughs> sometimes I think I did. And then I could drink. God, I could drink. Wild turkey was good. Budweiser was delicious. And I got saved. And I put all that stuff aside. You know what the greatest high I've ever had in my whole entire life is? The minute the Holy Spirit came into my life and I feel higher than I ever felt. And you know what? It's been 33 years since that happened. And you know what? I'm still just as high today as I was that day. I may have turned it down a little bit, but I'm still just as high. Because that high lasts forever. Even when I die, that high is going to be there. There's nothing better than being high on the Holy Spirit. Now, yeah, I got to tell y'all, there for a while, I was, I was pretty big hustle. I walk around screaming and hollering shouting and jumping up and down and going on. And I toned down a little bit. But every once in a while, the Holy Spirit gets a hold of me. And people like, let's say I'm throwing rocks. <laughs> But you know what? As long as I live and breathe on this earth, my God is still my God. Amen. Jesus is still my Savior. And the Holy Spirit is still my God. And I'm not going to let that go. And I pray every day that each one of y'all gets that same heart and that same food. Because God don't care who you were. God don't care if you're the biggest outlaw in the world. God don't care if you're addicted to 14 chemicals, three alcohol levels, and all kinds of stuff. He don't care. What he wants is you get addicted to him. When you give your life to him and you become part of his family, his family don't have that curse of addiction. I've heard people say, Oh, I've got it. I have an addictive personality. Good! Get addicted to God. Amen. Get addicted to God and see how you work out. Now, I know that y'all get tired of hearing me say this, and I'm sorry if you do. If it offends you, you might need to listen to what I got to say. If it don't, if you don't like what I'm saying, maybe because you need to hear it. You may not want to listen to somebody tell you that you need Jesus. If that's you, you probably need Jesus. You need to check your relationship with Jesus. So, I want everybody to close your eyes and bow your heads. I promise y'all it's going to close. I just didn't say when.
But you bow your heads, close your eyes. I want you to pray. In your own heart, in your own mind, I want you to talk to Jesus. And I want you to ask this simple question. Am I with you where I need to be? Am I giving myself to you like I should? If you can answer yes to that, if you can answer yes to that, I want you to But then I want you to ask another question. Am I living up to the potential that God gave me? Am I doing what he's, his words tell me to do? Am I being as faithful to him as he is to me? If you fall short in that category, you need to talk about that. Maybe you need to do something else. Both cases need to do something. Let's make a commitment this morning that you will serve God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. That you'll turn from your wickedness and your evil ways and pray. And let God hear your prayers for He can fill your heart. Everybody in this room needs Jesus this morning. If you've never accepted Christ, you never said that you're a sinner and that you need His love, you need Him in your life, put your hand up in the air right now. Just raise your hand up in the air and say, God, I need that right now. I heard it. I put it off. I've been debating it. I've even been running from it. But right now, today, I need it. I'm not sure you can do right now. Alright. Anybody in the sound of my voice out there on the radio or the TV, you have the same option. You can give your life to Christ right now. Alright. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it to the, to the good stuff. All my Christian brothers and sisters, my blood washed, sanctified, righteous, Whatever you want to call yourselves, brothers and sisters. Are you living the way God called you to live? Are you doing everything He's called you to do? If you're not, right now is the time to say, I rededicate my life to you, God. And I'm going to start doing what you called me to do. I'm going to do it the way you want it done. I'm going to let your will be done, not mine. If that's you, Go for those altars and kneel down and pray. And ask God to forgive you for your failure. Ask God to come back into your life and give you all the, all the energy you need, all the love you need, everything you need. And don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Don't be embarrassed. Because I promise you this. There ain't a person in this room that needs to do it has done it or is going to do it if God's in their life. That's what it is. Right now is your chance. Today is your day to say, God, I want to be better. I want to do better. I want to live better. 
I want to think better. And I want other people to see it happen in my life. Because see, what God wants from us is not to see us. He wants to see Christ in us. If we live that way, we'll please you, God. Dear Heavenly Father God, I ask that you just come into this place today. I ask that you examine every heart. That you look at each and every person in this room. Put the Holy Spirit in their lives. That they will see what you see in them. You'll see what needs to be changed in them. That they have a burning in their heart. That they want to change and be more like you. Well, allow the Holy Spirit to do His work. In all things we ask in Jesus' name. Les, you got something for me this morning, bro? Yes, I do. I learned something from the rock throwing preacher. (laughs) 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 When I heard the good word from the man that the good Lord sent us, the leaders, I know that I know they meant well because they reads out of the Bible for us. So now that he gave us that seed of today, hope it lands on good ground instead of stony ground, grassy ground, dope ground. Hope it really produces because if you're not a cook to the vine, you ain't gonna make it. Mama Thank you for joining us today. If you have prayer requests or need to contact us, please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620. Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.